welcome to the Wade John Taylor podcast. Today is Monday, December 14th, 2020. So today was the big day. Um, This is the day that the Constitution outlines that the electors gather and vote for president. And then they seal that and that goes to Congress and will be read uh, January 6th, I believe, or something like that. Now, the process that they go through uh, when they get to January 6th, it's both the Senate and the House of Representatives that, that gathered together. And I was reading about it. It's a fairly interesting process. Um, it allows for the electors to be disputed. However, if both bodies of Congress do not agree on uh, which set of electors to choose, then the one that bears the executive or the governor's seal um, is most likely the one that's going to be counted. Um, that's kind of interesting because I hear a lot of, of people, um, you know, in the Stop the Steal and, and other groups out there that are, are, are basically saying that they're really going to be able to change it during that process. But I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for that. Um, looking back on on everything that's happened, you know, it, it's been the well, just just wait and see until this, or or just wait and t- see until that. Um, we'll win here, we'll win there. Um, but all of the legal processes and and all of the things that are normally available to uh, shine a light on fraud, those things just hasn't happened. I mean, let's consider a couple of things. Um, first, the door's been shut on every legal challenge that should have been heard. We know that the facts show that there's most massive uh, vote, voter fraud. But we also know that statistics from some of the brightest minds in the country show how impossible it was to arrive at the conclusions that have been echoed around the country. Um, these corrupt news organizations and social media companies keep repeating the same thing. It's it's amazing how it's all the exact same words, just on a different channel or different uh, news site. Um, they're all corrupt and, and they're all parroting this because they're on the take. That's kind of crazy because if you look on the alternate uh, news sites or, or even you know see some of the live streams from some of the up-and-coming um, media companies, you see that there's there's massive evidence of con- corruption. Um, you've got eyewitness testimony. You've got cameras of people pulling out ballots underneath tables when they've shooed everyone away just to count them. You can clearly see how uh, they take batches of these votes and they go through several times. Um, we've had forensic investigations of some of the voter machines and it clearly shows that the algorithms are out of whack and that they don't count right. Um, there's other instances where the, the voting records for 2020 have been completely erased. But the voting records for you know previous elections are still intact. You know, Don't worry, nothing to see here. We've got mountains and mountains of evidence. There's no shortage of evidence. There's thousands of people who've sworn under penalty of perjury and given their eyewitness testimony. But all the courts have refused to hear any of that evidence. Uh, Any of the key individuals who would or could have shined a light on the truth have instead turned their backs on, on justice. 
elected officials and appointed judges who had a duty to support and defend our Constitution have instead abandoned it. I mean, what's really going on here? It sounds to me, and, and it looks to me, that you know, there's so many people who don't want Trump because he stumbled upon something. This whole voter election fraud thing, um, you know, that's been going both ways for both parties for quite some time. And there's a lot of officials that, well, they've been elected by this system or bought their way in by, by giving money to Dominion or Smartmatic or whatever voting machine company that, that they gave their money to. But essentially they've been able to stay in power and seize power and, and do whatever they want and you know they give contracts to the voting machines and the voting machine companies turn around and give kickbacks to them or their families it's a pretty good scheme I think I'm now starting to understand why when members of Congress are first elected most of them are, are dirt poor or pretty common people and by the time they get out of their service you know they, they're multi-millionaires that doesn't happen just because you know they make a good salary um, being a senator although you know it's not bad um, certainly is a lot more than I make in my lifetime but you know it's it's nothing to become a multi-millionaire multi-billionaire on unless there's something else going on I don't think it's it's at the federal level that it, it, it's exclusive anymore I mean, it, as we've seen in some of these states, these attorneys general and governors and, and people that you thought should have stood up for um, the GOP side have turned uh, a blind eye, you know, and, and in a lot of their other actions, they've been, you know, stand-up guys, at least on paper. But when it came right down to it, they're totally corrupt. And so it makes me wonder... You know, how deep does it go? Can we trust any of our elected officials, even on the state level? And what about the county level? You know, what effect does that have there? I, I think I'm not alone in this thought either. I, I think that there are, heck, a good 70 or 80 million Americans right now, if not more, that have just witnessed this process and go, wow, how long has this been going on? And if our votes don't matter, then... We've truly lost the republic. So now ask yourself again, do you, do you think that anything that President Trump does will stop the plans of the corrupt? Um, don't you understand that the patriots, I mean people like me and, and people like his attorneys and people like just common truck drivers who have been putting their name on the line saying, hey, you know, I transported a bunch of these ballots and, and I have to speak up. You know, I mean, these people have been fighting really hard. Don't you think that... Um, after seeing how that they've been rebuffed at every turn, nothing that we do, at least through the regular legal uh, course, is going to make any difference. I think the big tell to me was when Texas and 21, well, t 21 total states took it to the Supreme Court and said, hey, you know what? Uh, what these other states have done has diluted our vote and disenfranchised our voters. And the Supreme Court goes, mm, no, you don't have standing. Even though in that sort of case, the Supreme Court was all but required to hear it. But they, they just turned their back and said, nope, nothing to see here. You know, the Supreme Court is, has done this quite a few times uh, on a lot of the cases that have rose to that level. And, you know, on the surface, they may champion themselves as as bastions of conservatism or supporting the constitution 
but when the Constitution is is under attack, they're not doing anything. I mean, there's a couple of them who spoke up, but the other ones just are quiet as crickets. So I, I don't know what's going on. So the evidence for stolen election is overwhelming. Um, that evidence doesn't matter to the crooks who already control the country. In fact, they're doing everything they can to suppress that evidence. Uh, they know if they get caught, um, if they don't stop this, then they're going to jail or worse. I mean, this is treason, and, and that's punishable by death. And, you know, that, although that might be an easier way out for them, I don't think that they want to give up their millions of dollars and sit in an electric chair. It's probably not that comfortable for them. So, for all intents and purposes, it just feels like the Republic is dead, and with it any semblance of justice. So, with all that being said, though, I, it'd be easy to give up hope, but don't. Uh, patriots faced far more dire circumstances than this in the founding of our nation, and we're only in the beginning of our fight. George Washington and the Continental Army, they had like a, a couple of victories here and there, but by and large, they got their butts kicked. You know, for the first couple of years, almost solidly. Like I said, there was one or two victories. I mean, you had uh, Washington Cross in the Delaware. That was a, a stunning move, and, and against all odds, he, he won. But that was after getting his butt kicked all year. Um, and, and that gave the Army hope. But again, he went into another year of getting his butt handed to him over and over again. And then the following winter at Valley Forge... Um, you know something happens he he hits he hits his bottom he he's praying to the lord and he's really trying to do whatever he has to save this country and all of a sudden they they train the army they start turning it into a big fighting machine that eventually will turn the tide now they still struggle and they still lose some battles but they start winning some they start getting better george washington was not a good commander in the beginning but he was smart because he learned from his mistakes and we're kind of in that same situation right now. The enemy has been planning this for a long time. And we've been going about our lives, you know, for me it's raising my livestock, tilling the garden, and, and doing the things that's important to feed my family, going up and getting wood. Look, I'm living my life. And we've all had this live and let live um, ideology, which which is great, provided that everybody else is, you know, wanting to be fair and, and has the same concept. But sadly, there's been this huge group of people in this country who we knew that they didn't have our same uh, political philosophy, but I, I didn't really imagine that they could be so downright evil. They really want to overthrow this country. They truly want to get rid of the constitutional republic that we have. You know, you can always point them out really quickly when they say, um, you know, this is a threat to the democracy. We've never been a democracy. We were a republic, and that's what we're supposed to be. A democracy is nothing more than mob rule. And if that's not bad enough, you know, a, a good portion of these people are diehard communists. Uh, they'll, you know, paper over it by saying, oh, we're collectivists or socialists, because socialist sounds better. But, you know, birds of a feather flock together. It's all the same. Um, it's all the same mentality. What it means is the end of freedom. 
the end of liberty, the end of uh, personal sovereignty, which was supposed to be a big thing in this country and unique to it. Um, we should have it, but we've been getting rid of it for decades at a time, just small little parts, and now they're making their move. So I know it seems hopeless, but don't don't get locked into that depressive mentality. Know that there are ways and, and to overcome this, and we have done it before as a nation. Um, look, if you're looking for inspiration, um, I, I recommend you go to my website on about the pamphlet. That's uh, www.thepamphlet.net. Um, and look in the library or the blog section for the latest issue of the pamphlet. It's called Hope. Um, in that issue, I talk quite a bit about the struggles that our young nation faced at the time. And I believe that it's going to give you some desperately needed hope right now. Um, I recommend checking out all the other articles as well. Um, I think that's the fourth pamphlet I've put out. We started this in July, my wife and I. Um, we had a lot of help from some local patriots who really helped I guess put it all together because I'm totally new at this sort of thing. I'm just a <laughs> a retired disabled veteran and a pig farmer. You know, this isn't what I was planning on doing with my life, but I can't watch this country go to heck. And I was was tired of of watching evil win. So this is my way of doing something. Um, you know, if I have to pick up a gun again and go fight, I will. I'm you know not in the best physical shape, but I sure as heck would not hesitate to put my life on the line again for this country. Um, this is my way of action now um, to hopefully rally people together to to say look we we can't let this happen any longer and hopefully and hopefully that is we don't we don't need to go to war um, hopefully that peace will prevail there's a miracle I mean hey it's Christmas season we can all hope on miracles right so beyond that, um, let's look at some of the positives that we know. First, we know who f quite a few of these traitors are. They've self-identified by their desperate actions. They've been trying to cover up their crimes. They know that if Trump wins again, you know, he's had it with this corruption. He's, he's going to clean house. Uh, there's no re-election afterwards, and he's learned quite a bit in these four years. I mean, heck, Attorney General Barr's on his way out. That was uh, announced today. Uh, Flynn's got the pardon, so he could put him back in charge, and, and we can start putting the Patriots where they need to be and get rid of all these rhinos. I think this election has shaken a lot of them out, and he knows in his staff by now who he's got to get rid of in the White House and who he's got to get rid of in the Cabinet. He's got to make some major changes. So if, in, in chance, uh, you know, he's able to hold on, then, then he, he knows who these traitors are. And even if he doesn't, we know who they are. And that's important because in this uncivil war that uh, is going on, we're going to know who the Benedict Arnolds are, and at least a good portion of them. And that's important. We don't want them hanging around and, and giving our game plan out. Um, I mean, we've we've learned that these Dominion machines can make any election go in any direction by altering their algorithm or just outright fraud. You can take a blank ballot and get in there and somebody can adjudicate it, which means that one person has the power to make all of the adjudicated or, uh, I guess, defective ballots go for whoever they want, even if that person was never selected. Um, so there's there is so much 
criminal activity that's been exposed. Um, all of these, uh, you know, the elected officials and the people who have, um, I guess, gotten the contracts for these Dominion machines. That's important stuff because, you know, there's an interesting phenomenon of elected officials granting a contract to Dominion or Smartmatic. Um, those are the voting machine companies. And then afterwards getting a substantial kickback for themselves or their family members or people they know. There's probably offshore accounts all over the place that, you know, with a little bit of digging we could find out. But either way, there's certainly enough evidence for multiple investigations in multiple states and jurisdictions uh, that have these machines. But we know that we're kind of beyond justice in this country. But it's still good to know who those traders are because it's better to know than not know. And that knowledge is power. Alright, so coming up, I'm going to discuss a few options that the President has uh, available to him going forward. I'm also going to be talking about what it might look like if the traitor Biden manages to steal the presidency. I'm also going to discuss how that if he does steal it, it might be a best case scenario for the uncivil war we're in. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Just a moment ago, I talked to you about how if Biden succeeds in stealing the presidency, it could be the best thing that could happen for the patriot movement and our side of this uncivil war. I guess I should start off by saying that that's not exactly what I want to happen, but there could be some benefits if, if that's the way things go. There's always um, a positive for the negatives that happen to your life, and I, I try and look at those things. Um, let's just take a look at a couple of things. Um, you know, the socialists, anarchists, Democrats, progressives, other left-leaning groups are all united right now against Trump. What do you think is going to happen when they don't have that unifying thing behind them? You think that Biden's going to be their unifying thing? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, what do you think that they're going to do once they realize that uh, sleepy Joe Biden is the guy that they picked? Um, now, there's going to be a lot of them that are not going to be happy with that, especially when, you know, Trump goes on and, I don't know, maybe he starts his own news network. Whatever he does, you know, he, he's going to be huge, as it were, and, and he's not going to go away. Now, those people aren't really going to necessarily unite against him because, you know, he's not a president anymore and they've got better things to do because they really want someone in power who listens to them. Um, I can think of a couple of things like Black Lives Matter is already really upset that they didn't get a seat at the table at one of his later latest meetings and you know Biden's doing a lot of snubs like that you think he's got meetings with anti Antifa no right now he's not necessarily doing anything it's kind of amazing how like in Washington DC they had Antifa and everything else and all of a sudden the police can control the violence you know whereas before they just let it go you know, now that the election's over, all these corrupt politicians that are Democrats have a vested interest in keeping order. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to change. Um, let's, I mean, there's groups that are anti-corporate. 
those groups, once they realize that Biden's in bed with mega corporations all around the world, oh, they're not going to be happy. Uh, there's also groups that are anti-vaccine. Those are more like the libertarian groups that kind of allied, uh, aligned with him. Um, once they realize that Biden's going to be the mandator in chief of taking the vaccine, or at the very least making it impossible to buy or engage in commerce if you don't have it, they're not going to be happy. Um, there's a lot of groups right now that are fighting hard for communism. And once they find out that Biden is a staunch supporter of an oligarchy, uh, oligarchy otherwise known as uh, like plutocracy, um, that's like government by a few, those people are going to rise up and, and realize that that's a betrayal of, of their movement. While all that's going on, the independents who believe the lies that was produced and echoed by the mainstream media, they're going to realize, if they haven't started to do so already, how much they were duped into supporting the geriatric Biden. Um, he's not going to do anything for them. Um, he's only going to do things by the for the big corporations, and he's just going to keep getting his family and himself absolutely filthy rich at all costs. Meanwhile, you've got the Patriots, who absolutely will not accept Biden as president. Um, I certainly am not going to accept it as president. I mean, I know that he, if he gets there, was an unlawfully elected one. And I'm going to be doing everything I can to, to resist everything that he does and get other people together to do the same. And, and I know a lot of people who are going to be doing that. Um, there's already a mass exodus away from the corporate entities and, and corpor uh, these corrupt uh, parties. There's people leaving the, the Republican Party because they see that, gee, these guys didn't even stand for their own uh, person who was running for president. They, they're starting to realize that the political parties are, are just a cover for more corruption. Um, all these things did was install a mob boss as president. And, you know, they're just not going to stand for it. They're going to be forming groups, uh, both big and small, and they're going to be resisting and fighting on all levels against the corruption that's taken over. I think you're going to see a, a larger interest in local politics and trying to, to take over you know, your local government and making sure that, that they're respond, uh, responding to the local voters. I think that's going to wake a lot of people up. Uh, I think people are going to start to understand their civic duty. You're probably going to find an, an interest in our country's history and really look into the, the honest history that exists instead of just trying to say that everyone is evil slave owners and this whole government needs to be thrown down. Um, I think the government's going to be going after a lot of these groups, but there's going to be so many different groups on different factions. Um, yeah, I don't know how successful they'll be. And and everyone that, that is going to resist the government is going to know that. So the unknown variables move into the known field. And that brings clarity to the situation. Um, it kind of moves the state of affairs into a zero-sum game, just like our founding fathers were in against the king and the parliament of, of Britain. The Biden administration, if it can be installed, is going to be so busy fighting everyone that they be betrayed, um, it's going to be an administration under siege. The country will slide into anarchy and there's going to be vast swaths of, the, of it that are just plain ungovernable, either through secession or outright rebellion against the state, or Lord knows what's going to happen. I mean, we're, we're going to have a, a missing middle class that was decimated by this 
stupid pandemic that, yeah, sure, it, it kills some people, but the vast majority of people are okay. It was all trumped up just to, to get the election taken care of so that Biden can sweep in. Um, you know, it's I could go on with that, but I better not. Um, and I could go on with a lot of things. I just wanted to point out that, that how... You know, we all know now how massively corrupt the state and federal institutions are. Um, and I just wanted to point out that if the president cheated out of his is cheated out of his lawfully deser uh, deserved second term, it's all not lost. You know, we have options. So, what options does he have to remain uh, as president at this point? First. Uh, President Trump is the chief law enforcement officer of this country. Uh, if his civil and criminal law enforcement um, options fail to materialize, and after he's exhausted every effort and, and shows like a good faith effort of really trying to, to shed light on all the, the evidence, I mean, we're not going to have an argument about the evidence. It's there and it's clear. But if civil law fails, and if criminal law fails, his final option actually is martial law. And on on December 2nd of this month, the president gave a speech where he outlined the critical national security justifications that have happened, um, which would allow him to invoke the Insurrection Act and declare martial law. Although this is a really drastic step, and one which should not be done lightly, the president has already clearly laid out the foundation, the frame, and heck, the roof of, of all the supporting evidence that is necessary to put down the coup that is going on, um, and everything that's happening in our, in our country. Now, here's, here's my take on it, though. If the president has already laid out and and, and uh, the justification for doing so and if everything comes to naught through the normal course of action then he actually has a duty to to act I mean that's what that oath of office is you know against all enemies foreign and domestic we really have to understand that we're under attack by a domestic enemy or, or one from from within now whether or not he actually will that's something that I don't think any of us yet know. I mean, except for him, he's he's got to be the ultimate, ultimate one that that pulls the trigger on it, so to speak. And it's a risky move. Um, it, it's got to be a tough decision for him. I I think he has hopes like us that that look justice should prevail. I I you know he he just had to have a kick in the gut when the Supreme Court said you know no we're not even going to hear all these other states you know even though they have a right to be heard in the Supreme Court so that should have signaled to him that you know this this is already a done deal in the corrupt realm of things and he really does need to to institute martial law now with that that doesn't necessarily mean that that everything is is in the clear when he does that you know the first thing that he's got to do um, especially since this is like a big Hail Mary to sell the, save the Republic. You know, he's got he's to first hope that the military is going to be fair. That hope's got to be pretty thin. And once you institute martial law, the Constitution is suspended. And, and that really means that the military's in control. No, he's the person who's in control of the military at that point. But, 
you know, he also knows that half of the country is going to be in open rebellion just for him doing this. And even though a lot of us are going to be like, yeah, that's the right thing to do, he's still got to, to be as transparent as he can. He's got to get all this evidence and put it in front of the military courts. He's got to put it on every news channel. He's got to do everything he can to make sure that everyone sees all of the evidence. And he's got to do it quickly because there's going to be fires and riots and all sorts of things that this country hasn't seen for a long, long time. So what does it mean for the average citizen? You know, I, I really don't have any idea. That's going to be up to the military commanders on the ground and their orders. You know, each region or area is going to have a military commander that's um, in control. I don't know what the orders will be as far as what the laws are going to be or, or how things are going to be. That It's going to be a no-man's land. We've never done that before. But I think that rule by the military, as sad as that would, would say or, or be, would be much better than than rule by evil and corruption. I, I guess I can say that because I, I, I've spent some time in the military, and yes, it's strict, and, and that is not a time for people to be screaming and yelling and, and trying to to get the attention of the military leaders because you know the constitution being suspended means that you don't really have a lot of rights and that would be the time for everyone just to kind of stay on the down low um, support your president and say hey let's get to the bottom of this let's let's do a reboot of some sort um, because you know failing that and if the military decides to hold on to power which which I hope would not be the case then then we would have to take it into our own own hands to rebel against that and I really would not want to do that either way it goes though um, we're we're entering in uncharted waters and and we all just kinda have to accept that we're never gonna go back to quote unquote normal there, there's no such thing our our lives of chaos right now are are normal and you know, as long as we got a roof over our head and a meal in front of us, and and hopefully a job or some income, you know, that's 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 pretty good. And for those that don't have that, we need to work to help people to to take care of themselves. Um, we all need to look out for each other. Um, we definitely need to keep worshiping the Lord, keep reading our scriptures, keep praying, because you know what? If you're serving the Lord no matter how bad it gets you can still experience moments of joy and the love of Jesus Christ if you're doing the things you can I mean my mantra is always just trying to be a better man today than I was the day before and sometimes you know what I, I screw up and I fall flat but I'm getting better the older I get and I'm pretty sure that we can all do that if we just keep trying anyway um, I think I'll leave it at that I hope you've enjoyed tonight's podcast um, you can support this podcast directly at anchor.fm. I also put out a monthly publication called The Pamphlet. Uh, you can view that on www.thepamphlet.net. That's thepamphlet.net. Um, there's also subscriptions over on Patreon, um, www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore pamphlet that'll get you to our subscription subscribers there get a bunch of uh, exclusive deals and stuff depending on the levels you can have uh, copies of the pamphlet mailed directly to your house at the ten dollar level 
um, along with other things. There's a newsletter and and heck, some, I'm I'm always working to improve. I think I'm going to be doing some merchandising before long. Um, it's all new to me, but I'm doing what I can to to fight for this country. You know, there's going to be a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's hyperbole. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about." Well, okay, great. That's just my opinion. So, all of this is my opinion. But I think that I'm pretty much aware. I've spent some time in the military and, and saw a lot of, of things happen in other countries that are now happening in ours. So take it for a grain of salt. Um, don't keep your head in the sand. Don't ignore what is going around um, and going on around you, I guess I should say. Um, we're all better than that. And now is the time to, to be aware and we we're gonna have to decide what kind of republic we want or if we want a republic at all anymore and I certainly would not want anything else I mean we truly have or had the best thing going in this world and now it's under siege and it's not comfortable to stand up and do something about it trust me I know um, but we gotta do it we gotta do what's right and I know we're all gonna figure that out together I love you all. Um, thank you for your support, and God bless, and thanks for listening.